Anna here. Did you know I have another podcast? And did you know it's all about failure? Well, at this point, you'd have to answer yes to both of those questions because I just told you. But my other show isn't just about failure. It's about failing your way to success. Yes, success. Because the most successful people are often just the people who've gotten up the most times after their failures. Don't believe me? Go download Fail Your Way to Success wherever you get your podcasts or go to failyourway.com for more info. Now back to the show. Anna here. Now, did you know I can help you launch a book that will attract clients, media, speaking opportunities, and more? Well, you may know that. But do you know specifically how? No? Well, there are a number of ways. You can sign up for my authority bulletin, You can get access to a free course on launching a book that we used to sell for $500, or you can apply to work with Legacy Launchpad, and that's just the beginning. So go to ogauthoritypod.com to find out more. That's ogauthoritypod.com. Now, back to the show. There are people who launch books end up just having a nice thing to put on their shelves. Then there are people who launch books that transform their careers and their lives. As a former member of the first group, I strongly urge you to be part of the second. In this show, I talk to entrepreneurs and authors about how to intentionally launch the book that will serve as the best business card and marketing tool you've ever had. Get ready for takeoff. Well, hello there and welcome to the podcast that changes names as often as you change underwear. Well, I hope less often than you change underwear. It's Anna David. I talk to uh, the world's most successful entrepreneurs and best-selling authors about how to create and launch a book that will transform your business, give you authority, uh, work for you without ever asking for a raise for the rest of your life. So this is another of my solo epi- solo episodes, sorry, I forgot how to talk, um, based on the book I'm currently writing. And if you want more information about that book, I highly recommend um, signing up because I'm giving you all the latest tips and techniques. And if you listen to this, I'm, I'm hoping you're listening because you want to publish a book that will help build your authority. If not, you just enjoy listening to podcasts on topics that you have no interest in, which is bizarre. But if you are part of the first group, go to AnnaDBook.com and sign up for more information there. This episode is about getting clear about your book's goal before you write. Now, I will tell you, I didn't have a goal for the first six books I wrote. If you had come up to me and asked me what my goal was, I probably would have said, well, I don't know, to be a best-selling author. A lot of people, and actually I will say with Party Girl, my original concept was, oh my God, if I could help one person see how fun and funny recovery is and can be, I will have done something good. So I I was like the people that I'm about to talk about, which are the first time authors who say to me when I say, why do you want to do a book? And they say, I want to help people. 
So what I often say, and am considered rude for saying it, is I think helping people is amazing. I hope all my books help people. But if your main goal is to help people, there are far easier ways you could go volunteer today. So this is partially this like put your own oxygen mask on first philosophy and partially just advice from a realist because um, if your book is solely to help people, uh, if, you, if you're releasing a book, you're going to spend a lot of time or a lot of money, possibly both, or there's no point in doing it. The statistic I've heard is that it takes a first time author roughly 300 hours to write a book. Um, so I always recommend when people say, well, how do I know if I should get help writing the book? You know, uh, what do you make an hour? Multiply that by 300. Um, th that's what you'll spend. And, and you haven't even started looking at editing and launch and cover and all of that stuff. That being said, some people just have it in them. Um, they just want to write the book and, and I can see it and that's their dream and that's fine. But do know that if, you are not a professional writer who's been writing every day, all day for the past decade. Somebody who has been doing that is going to do a better job. My point, that was a little bit of a tangent. My point is that if your book is just to help people and you spend a lot of time or, and money uh, putting it out there, it's really not a very good deal for you. I mean, it really is like putting the oxygen mask on the person next to you while allowing yourself to die in the plane going down. So, so why not have something to show for it aside from some people you don't know who may never even tell you that you helped them? So why not do it in a way that can help both of you? The way you do that, um, is you say, who is my book for? So let's let's go into a little example. Let's say your book is about how you started your business. First, there's an easy question. What is your business? You can even write this down, unless you're driving. Okay, let's say you're a coach. So then the book topic could be about whatever it is you struggled with that made you want to become a coach. Okay, there we go. So then you go, who are my readers? Well, let's assume it's people who want help with whatever you struggled with. But let's drill down more. So ask yourself, why do they want help? Is it because they believe that overcoming this issue will help them find love? Is it because they think it will help them become more successful? Is it both? And what if you can't answer that? So you should, the way you can answer that is you're going out and you're putting stuff out there about this topic and you're seeing what people are responding to. I've talked about this in other episodes before, but the reason uh, we're not going to social media to try to get become influencers and uh, show off our abs. I don't know. I don't know. I, I can't think of the shallow reasons people go to social media. We are going to find our tribe and to interact with them so we can find out what they're interested in and also help establish our authority at the same time. So that's how you're going to be able to answer if you if you can't. If you're getting no action in any of the places, go to different groups. I don't know, Facebook, um, WhatsApp, uh, you can't, you know, uh, Reddit. Go and find out what people want to know that you are also passionate about. There is the Venn diagram where there is a crossover and you got to find it. Because if you're just writing something that you think people are going to like, but you got no passion for it, it's not going to work. 
Sidebar, let's do a tiny tangent. My second book, Bought, B-O-U-G-H-T. I wrote because I had a resentment. I had a resentment that, like all good resentments, was very justified. I was writing for Details Magazine and I had this wonderful editor. And uh, we came up with this story idea that I was going to infiltrate the seedy side of high-class prostitution in Hollywood. I was going to find out about playmates and porn stars and actresses that got paid like tens of thousands of dollars for a night. And I did. I can't even tell you. I was visiting pimps, houses. I drove to this place called Canyon Country where I got a disc that um, a guy went to prison in Cuba for being a a pimp um, gave to this private detective. I found out about this woman who was funding a presidential campaign with the money and it was so good and it was going to be career changing. But unfortunately, my editor was left to go to another place and I was given this other editor and I present him with this amazing research and he says, you know, I'd really, I think this is really more going to be a story about how rich guys get their rocks off. So, then they run this, they cut everything interesting from the story. They run the story. And then the next month, they run they, they run a letter from a reader that says, I don't know how Anna David managed to take such an interesting topic and make it so boring. And you know what? I had to agree with them. So anyway, it was all this editor's fault. When I was meeting with my party girl uh, editor, um, and they said, do you, the editorial team, and they said, do you have another book idea? I said, you know what I do? And I gave them this idea about high class prostitution in Hollywood, thinking I could fictionalize it. And finally, all my hard work will have paid off. But I neglected to do one thing, which was to ask myself, do I care about high class hookers? The answer is no. I have no judgment about it. I'm just totally indifferent. So then I get this book deal and I end up creating an entire book about a topic I am not interested in. And if somebody had come to me and said, hey, what is your why? I would have said, I don't have one. So drill down until you have your why and you know who your book is for. Maybe it's for to continue the coach example, what you wanted to know five years ago or before you became a coach. Keep drilling down until you have what feels like the perfect combination of what you want to share and what people want to know. And that's your elevator pitch. Talk about them all the time. Um, If you don't have the template for that, you can just go to bookelevatorpitch.com. But basically, you need to be able to fill in the sentence, my book is for blank, who want blank so they can blank. Anna here. Now, are you an entrepreneur who wants to write and publish a book about your own failures turned successes? Well, good news, that's what my company, Legacy Launchpad, does. Find out more at LegacyLaunchpadPub.com. That's LegacyLaunchpadPub.com. Now, should you do a book, you ask? I think so. Why? Because you're worth it. Now back to the show. And don't feel like, you know, you're getting married to this. You're dating it. So don't worry that it's not perfect because it can evolve. Um, I talked about this in a previous episode, but this book I'm currently writing evolved once I got beta readers who showed me that I didn't, that the book was not for them. So a couple examples, my book is for health enthusiasts who want to follow a keto diet 
so they can be in the best shape possible. My book is for women who want to invest in real estate so they can be financially independent. My book is for doctors who want to avoid burnout so they can continue to practice medicine and have balance in their lives. Those are elevator pitches for books we've done. Possibly it makes sense to stop this right now and write down your elevator pitch. Might. So if we're going to continue with the example of the fictional person writing the book about how she, what she got over to become a coach, let's ask, who is the reader? So is it a married mom of two? whose last child just left for college, so she's looking for something new? Or is it the CEO of a multi-million dollar company who's achieved everything but finds something missing? Again, you're gonna know this from interacting with your readers. Now, if the answer is the second, always think of that avatar, the archetypal person to refer to, so you stay on track. It will help you determine what to include and what not to include. Um, I, for my book, Make Your Mess Your Memoir, I pictured two people. They're a couple. They're this amazing couple that I know from Genius Network. And I talked to them about working with them on their book. And I, they were always my dream client. So I write this book and every page of the book, I'm picturing them. I'm picturing them reading it. I'm deciding would that speak to them? Would that offend them? Would that excite them? And I finished the book and guess what? They don't read it. I don't see them for a while. I'm a busy person, um, so they don't hire me, but enough people just like them do that we bring in hundreds of thousands of dollars in new business because of that book. Because if there's one, there's many. And when you write a book that's specifically for a certain person, they are going to read that book and want to recommend it to everybody. So even if it's not the person that you're picturing, there is someone else like it. Now, fun end to the story, a couple years or a year after Make Your Mess Your Memoir comes out, I see this couple at a Genius Network annual event. And I say, oh my God, I have something funny. I wrote a book for you. And I went on Good Morning America promoting it. And they're like, what? I go, oh, and I explain this to them. And I said, actually, it's in the gifting suite right down the hall. And they thought that was so great. And they went and got it. And guess what? They're now our clients. So I don't know what my, my point is not picture people, then don't tell them about your book, then wait till you see them a year later and tell them. But, uh, but it works. So be really clear about who your book is for. So even if, you know, you're the coach and you want to attract clients that are, you know, successful CEOs, but you know a lot about the experiences of empty nester moms, um, and that's not your ideal reader slash client, don't include it in the book. Um, and sometimes remember, expert blindness is our worst enemy. Like the sheer amount of knowledge you have about your topic is actually a detriment because you're too inside the fishbowl to fully understand what your reader wants to know. Um, and that is something that I struggle with all the time because there are terms that people who know about publishing use, and then there are terms that that people who don't. So for example, the word blurbs. If you work in traditional publishing, a blurb is an endorsement. Somehow with self-publishing, blurb came to mean book description and then 
what we call blurbs are called endorsements. So even though I know the quote unquote correct way to do it, if I want people to understand it, I might have to use different language. So you also want to get really clear about what you want your reader to do once they've read your book. So I'm always saying uh, you want them if they you want them to be able to do what it is you're describing or if they don't have the time and do have the budget you want them to hire you but your book should not be like a 200 page ad for your services in order for it to be successful and to mean anything to you it has to be the culmination of your knowledge on your topic and it has to be so detailed that a reader could finish it and do whatever it is you're describing but it also should show your knowledge so impressively that you uh, showcase yourself as the authority on your topic. So get very clear about the problem you're solving and what you want your readers to do when they finish reading. Like, do you want them to hire your company, employ you as a consultant, take your course, sign up for your coaching program, pay you to speak, whatever it is, figure it out before or at least as you write. Of course, just because you published your book doesn't mean people are going to immediately flock to you. Um, the beta reader that I have talked about, I saw she posted that she was being published by a company that uh, goes out and gets establishes speaking careers for their authors. Nobody establishes your speaking career but you. And I've talked about this in other episodes, but there's no such thing as like a sort of speaking agent you can pay to get you speaking gifts. Speaking agents take a percentage. So they want um, speakers who are already getting paid. So this book um, that I'm writing goes deeply into how you can launch your speaking career from your book and how you can use your material from your book. And so a reminder, if you want advanced information about this book, go to anadbook.com. But anyway, just because you publish your book doesn't mean everybody's going to start hiring you. But a consultant I know um, told me that a few months after his book release, it's actually a book that we did, he brought in half a million dollars in new contracts. What he said to me is, I can't say for sure it's the book that did it, but I can say that every new client had read the book. I interviewed J.J. Virgin, who's a really successful entrepreneur and New York Times bestselling author. Um, I interviewed her for Entrepreneur Magazine, and she said, if people read my books, they'll buy my products. We have a relationship. They just took you into their bedroom or bathroom. They feel like they know you. So my final point is be obsessed with your topic. I told you what happened to me with the huggers. I not only wasn't obsessed, I didn't care. So uh, you shouldn't plan to dash this off before moving on to the next topic. Because your book, unlike a TV show, isn't going away. You can promote it forever, which means it can continue to help you get what you want long after it's released. I'll tell you, a decade after Party Girl was released, I uh, did the audiobook. And a very famous music musician who was struggling with his drinking reached out to me and asked if I could coach him. And I'm like, I'm not a sober coach. And he said he didn't care. He wanted to hire the person who wrote Party Girl because he knew she would understand him. And he literally said, I'll pay you $1,000 to speak to me. I had to talk him down. I ended up uh, coaching him. I mean, I ended up, you know, sort of working with him for years. So, and I have potential clients who reach out to me every week because they read, read Make Your Mess Your Memoir. So I have no doubt the same will be true for 
the book I'm writing and the book you're writing. So share your book as you write it. I, this is so meta. I'm doing this right now. And by letting you guys hear this, hearing your responses to it, I'm getting not only more information about what you want, but I am continuing to establish my authority. I'm discovering what you respond to, what you ignore, what are your interests, what are your blind spots. I am drilling down. So that's it for this week. I hope you enjoyed this solo episode. Again, get more information about this book that I'm talking about by going to annadbook.com and I will see you next week. Thanks so much for listening to the show. Now a request from me. If you've ever used any of the tips or techniques you've heard about from the show, please take a few seconds to give the show a rating or review and find out all about how my company, Legacy Launchpad, writes and launches books at www.legacylaunchpadpub.com. See you next week.